right now is a really good time for you to set your intention for the rest of your week. Because that's what I did. This week I made the goal for myself to set an intention. And when you have a goal in mind, you're better well equipped to work towards it and get the things that you want. So you should do that for yourself. Really take the time to really invest in the things that you want in life and go out and do it. Yeah, I'm not good at intros, so I just went right ahead and I hope that was okay. Um, anyways, so yeah, this week I decided to start setting goals. I'm not really a big goal person, but I hear that it helps and I hear that um, it's worth a try. Like, and there's nothing that can ensue that won't benefit me. Worst that can happen is that it doesn't happen, so I can always just try something else. Nothing will happen if I don't do anything. Actually, here, this is a quote that I saw on my Pinterest board that has been kind of my motivation, I guess, these past few weeks. And it's that nothing changes if nothing changes. So what I take from that is if I want to change something about my life, if I want to change something about something that's going on, I got to change something about what I'm doing because nothing will change if nothing will change. I can't expect it to just change magically without me putting in work or without me altering my my mindset or my habits or anything like that. So set the intention to do what you want so that you can accomplish what you want. I uh, read this book, this personal finance book that makes a comparison to a lot of things in life to having a savings account and that might sound weird but like hang on um you or you are more likely to meet your savings goal or your financial goal if you set the intention to do so right so you if you just save just randomly save for no reason you're not going to really get anywhere because or you're going to get there maybe but not as fast so you set the goal so that you work towards it and you're you can see something um that you're working in at you're working towards your end goal and then you're going to take conscious steps and conscious actions to ensure that you reach that goal right so recently i've just been trying to build my savings account for no no reason at all and i honestly it's probably not going as well as i thought it would be because i don't have an end goal of how much i want to have in my savings account but the last time i had an intention towards a savings I was saving up for my current phone phone and I was like I need to save up for it I'm gonna put money aside every every week so that eventually I can save up to buy a new phone because what I just I didn't want to like have my parents buy it for me because I wanted it be something that I earned so I saved up for my phone and I saved up for probably like three or four months for my phone I set aside like fifty dollars or something a week or whatever the case is and I eventually got it. And it felt really good knowing that I worked towards it and I fulfilled my goal. So, yeah, take that as you will. Set your intention for the week and accomplish the things you want to accomplish. Anyways, welcome back. Um, this is my third week. And I think regardless of whether or not I have any listeners out there, I'm just going to keep doing this because I like doing it for myself. And it just gives me some time to decompress and talk about the things that are on my mind. Because... Um, I guess talking with people sometimes can get really weird, but if I just talk to myself, um, 
it just like is not productive because sometimes I make a breakthrough in my thoughts and I don't have any way to listen back on it. Well, yeah, that's it. This week, I don't really have a set, I guess, topic except for just things that have just been on my mind lately. Um, you can just listen, get an insight on what's been going on in my life. Pun intended. Ha ha ha. Yeah. So this week, let's see what's happened this past week. Um, oh, something's really exciting. I um, bought a new iPad, which is really fun because I took a look at my setup and I my previous setup was that I had my school computer, the one that they issued us, which is a piece of trash because it keeps blue screening. It keeps crashing even like the basic programs that I'm trying to run, like it cannot handle, it overheats, and it's really hard for me to do homework. Um, so that one's a, kind of a piece of junk, so I don't really like using that because it's so unreliable, and I use that as minimally as possible, and using it with only the programs that I need to accomplish my assignments. But then also, I have my MacBook that I bought at the beginning of my junior year. I have that that I had been using and I also had an iPad that my family gifted to me at the end of my high school graduation so that I could use in college and it has been amazing because I bought a pencil for it and I used it to take all my notes for anything and everything consolidated all my calendars and I it was amazing and it was a great experience but then I took a look at my setup and I saw that I was like why do I have Two computers and a tablet, this, this is going to kind of overkill. And so I took a, I reflected a little bit and I was like, they have, like, Apple has these new iPads out that can essentially combine the utility of my MacBook and my iPad into one. And that one device would be like a souped up iPad. Like, it wouldn't even be like souped up that much, you know, because I, my day to day experience using the MacBook wasn't anything that required me to have it, you know, like I just went on the internet, I watched YouTube, I uh, did homework on it on a day-to-day -day basis. The craziest thing that I would do is probably like use photo editing apps once every month or something like that and then I would edit my videos that I would make and stuff like that just randomly, not consistently, so it wasn't worth having this computer around that I wasn't using the full capacity of it for so then I decided that I wanted to combine my iPad and my MacBook into buying one iPad Air with this keyboard case and it works just like a laptop and I'm really surprised that I haven't done this earlier because I just enjoy consolidating my devices into one but like now the, the issue at hand is that I can't seem to sell my MacBook. Um, I ended up selling my old iPad to Alec for a, a steal, if you a steal if you say, and he has it now and he's using it and he loves it. Works just great and it's kind of great timing because he's about to go to Ohio for grad school and that's just gonna be a good kind of method to consolidate his notes and stuff for the things that he's going to do over there and it helps me out um, by taking away the cost 
of buying this iPad and stuff like that, but then now I have this MacBook and I don't really know what to do with it. I've kind of reached out to people to see if they want to buy it and it's always like kind of interest, but people don't really want to be spending that money, which is, I guess, it's fine. It's just, it's kind of tough right now because I just have it and I know it's just something that I really want to get rid of because the whole point of me buying this iPad was to consolidate, but then I just didn't end up consolidating that much because I still have this MacBook. But I have the intention to sell it at some point though, and I would really like to. If you really if you're interested, you can buy my MacBook for nine hundred dollars if you want. It's a really good MacBook. I've kept it in a case, a screen protector and a keyboard case since I bought it. So really awesome. If you want to buy it, you can. Since using this iPad, it's been really it's been really great. I think I already said that though, so I don't think I need to rehash that. But yeah, minimalism or minimizing, really great. I'm trying to set the intention again. Buzzword of the day is intention. I've been trying to set the intention for myself to minimize the things that I have around me so that it is like one less clutter because clutter stresses me out. So I like I have to like just organize things all the time. Clutter stresses me out, so minimizing clutter, minimizing how anxious I feel because of the clutter and as a result like have a clearer mind um and also just really sorting through the things that add to my life materialistically it goes with clothes and all that other stuff too the thing right now that I'm kind of struggling to minimize is like yarn because I've been into um, crocheting and I just recently started knitting and I love it so much but then um people like I don't have sweaters. I don't have people to make sweaters for, which is kind of tough. Because I really want to make people sweaters, but I don't want to be in a debt. So, like, I kind of charge people. Mostly for the cost of the yarn. But then people are like, no, I don't have money. And it's like, help me out here. It's okay. I am not mad about anything. I'm just <laughs> just going off on some ranting and tangent and stuff like that. So, so two things. If you want to buy a MacBook, I have one. If you want me to make you a cool, funky sweater, I can do that too. And I've really kind of honed into my craft, and I'm kind of getting really good at it. So you'd get a bang for your buck, if I do say so myself. Anyways, back to the whole exercise thing. I made the goal for myself to exercise this week because I hear exercise helps with depressive symptoms. Yeah, so... Um, you exercise and it like boosts your what, serotonin or whatever it is that's, that makes you happy, I guess. And it makes you feel good. Well, my experience, well, while my experience has not really been good when it comes to working out, I feel like, while physically I might not feel good, maybe my, my mood is lifted, like if any, so little, just a little bit. So I was like, I'll see how much it does for me. Maybe add a little bit of consistency and normalcy to my day to where I'm not distracted by my own thoughts. And I have something else that I could do in the moment where I'm not constantly thinking inwards, if that makes sense. So this last week I went on a, a social hiatus. I don't really know what or how else to really put it. I was... One of the reasons I ended up doing that was because I was just overwhelmed by anything and everything. I felt 
overstimulated. And I was, as a result, I was just so anxious. Like, I, I was, I would sit in my room and I would just kind of feel so shaky and I could feel nauseous. My chest was so tight. My anxiety was through the roof. And as I couldn't do anything about it. It was, it's one of those things where it's really hard for you to control how you feel because it just happens. And I needed to isolate okay in my mind I thought I needed to isolate so I could control the inputs I guess to what my brain was taking in so that I could reduce the amount of stimulus on my brain so that I could kind of calm down for a while and then reintegrate that as I get less anxious so stop overwhelming my system and then slowly reintegrate as I kind of calm down through that though I uh I kept a close circle of two people that I told them I was like hey I am kind of isolating myself because I'm so overwhelmed I'm so overworked I'm so overstimulated by everything that's happening right now and these these two people are the ones that were keeping me accountable and will prevent me I guess from going down a dangerous pathway they were like my fail safe um so to speak and that feeling of being overwhelmed, overstimulated, over, overwhelmingly anxious, it's just one of the reasons that I felt I needed to reset from society, I guess. I needed that reset so I could kind of figure myself out before, like, before going on with my life and just, I mean, it's just like I needed a break, honestly. And that's not anybody's fault. It's literally because I didn't know how to handle myself. I did not know how to handle myself and I needed time to figure that out for myself. Nobody did anything wrong and that's something that's kind of hard for me to accept for myself too. It's just like I don't want people to think that they're doing something wrong to cause me to go into this kind of spiral. But it's just something that ended up happening. Um... These kinds of episodes, I guess, if you want to call it that, like the whole like mental health, depression, anxiety, this kind of thing kind of ebbs and flows. It's like been a really big part of my life and my headspace for as long as I can remember, like all throughout high school, even in middle school. Like this is the same thought process that's just been the way that I've been thinking for a really long time. Um, and through different outlets, right, like therapy sessions with a, a therapist, a counselor, I went to like a specialist in high school and stuff like that. Through all this, I really learned how to deal with it. I've learned how to cope with it and I've learned how to help myself get better, right? And... This is one of the times where I found myself to be in one of those low waves, right? It was kind of like a rough kind of down low kind of portion that was exacerbated by my social anxiety, by school, and by the responsibility that I had to other people. So I looked at it like, okay, I have the social part of my life, my school life, and my cadet responsibilities, right? And then 
I looked at these three kind of focal points of my my current life and I decided to take a step back from my cadet responsibilities temporarily but then also be, get socially isolated because those are the things that I can control school uh, I can't really just quit school for a week that would be horrible I'm not in the position to be doing that so I'm I took the measured controls controlled measures that I needed to to control the anxiety as best as I can these are some techniques that I've just learned over time and how I cope with depressive thoughts and the low points of going through this um the confusion that I had around this whole thing heightened my anxiety so much too because I was I'm a very logical person so I want to know why something happens and if I can't figure it out it was just like it will just nag at me and bother me and this is one of those things where like I don't know why I'm anxious all the time because I've had friends around me right I've had people I've had school around me and I've had the like responsibilities to other people around me for a really long time and all of a sudden these things are causing me anxiety for whatever reason and I was really confused and because I was confused I didn't know what was going on and it heightened my anxiety and I didn't know why and this is the things where like I just need a reset I need to figure it out I still haven't figured it out but I've kind of I guess accepted it and have created ways that would help me feel better I guess if that makes sense um I kept my best friend Hannah close by and she has been such an amazing rock she knows me so well Hannah you know me so so well because we like have the same kind of brain right so we we think on like the exact same frequency so like she has gone through a lot of the same things that I've gone through and like vice versa so like like the level of empathy that's there is unlike anything that I've ever experienced before, right? And she's, she just knows how to say the right things to me. And that's why I kept someone like Hannah so close by to me because she is monumentally helpful in so many ways. Hannah, you are a blessing. But one thing that she said to me that kind of helped me through this time was that I am making an effort to do the best that I can for myself. I'm doing what's best in that moment. Like, so I don't really know what will happen in the future, in the past, but in that moment, you, I'm, I was doing the best that I can for myself. That's the first thing. And the second thing she said was that I didn't owe anyone an explanation. I didn't owe an explanation for why I do the things that I do because at the end of the day, it's the things that helped me and for me I took that as I don't owe anyone an explanation because I don't even know what the explanation is the only thing I can really say is that I'm doing it for myself I'm doing it so that I can be better so I can be a better friend I can be a better um student I could be a better cadet and so on and so forth but like as far as like the logic to why I didn't really understand it to start explaining to people and it was hard to explain to my social circles why, because I didn't understand why I felt the way that I did after doing the same thing that I've been doing for like three and a half years now. So going through the, isol the social isolation was confusing to me and other people. 
and that was hard that the confusion that I felt in myself kind of drifted it was bleeding into other aspects that I didn't anticipate but then I have to focus on myself in that moment and not focus on making others feel better about something um doing that I don't know it may be seen as self-care or self-destructive that's still something that I kind of am riding a line in between I think that this time around when I isolated myself it was self-care because I had people I had the two people around me to keep me in check to keep tabs on me these are the two people in my my absolute most inner circle then they were there to do that um it could have been self-destructive if I hadn't had these people in my life still because if I had completely isolated myself, that's one of my tendencies is to completely isolate and just be by myself. Um, so if I had if I had done that, it would have become self-destructive and possibly dangerous. But over the years, I've learned to have fail-safes for myself. And I've learned to be vulnerable with a very select, i.e. two people, to help me through this, this kind of time, right? The isolation was good for me, but reintegrating again felt really weird. Um, and also, it added, it gave me a little bit of anxiety to come back into my social circles one at a time. Because I left without a word. Right, so when I decided to, it's like, I'm going to isolate myself. I did it in the heat of the moment. Um, so it was a very emotional, emotionally driven decision. Because I was in the middle of a uh, mental breakdown in my uh, favorite mental breakdown bathroom. The Astrolab bathroom. Love that place. Um, I was in the middle of a mental breakdown there. I just pulled the trigger and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I just left. I left I my group chats. I stopped going on social media. I just didn't want anything to have to do with anyone. Except, again, for these two people. Um, and, like, while I am in the process of reintegrating myself, right, from the most inner circles outwards, it, it makes me anxious because I, I feel like I owe people an explanation. Because... Again, I didn't. People didn't know what was going on, and I feel like I have to explain it to them. But then, like explaining again is kind of a hard thing because again, I didn't figure anything out. I didn't understand why I feel like this. So that was kind of tough because I'm kind of wrestling with like, well, what are they perceiving of me? Yada yada yada. Which you know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't like be like. I shouldn't care about what p people think, but it's still something in the back of my mind that I consider when it comes to my social interactions is what people think of me. And I don't want it to be a negative thing. Like, who would want people to think of them negatively? Uh, my week of isolation was really, really hard, but I look back on it and I think it would have been a lot harder for me if I didn't make the decision that I did. Um... And yeah, all of this to really say that life can be hard sometimes and you can't explain it. And that's okay, right? You don't need to know everything that happens. 
sometimes your body just makes you feel a certain way and you don't you don't really know why it's programmed to like make you feel safe to like prevent yourself from destroying yourself in any way so it's just something that you can't explain that you just kind of kind of go with which is a hard thing for me to kind of learn and accept but again something that we're learning in our journey of life um be patient to those around you right don't scrutinize them for taking the necessary steps to take care of themselves why would you why would you judge someone and make them almost feel like their experience is shameful their experience at the end of the day is just one taking care of themselves but two like learning how to live life in the circumstance that they've they're living through you know so why would don't I, I just don't understand it. why would you scrutinize and judge someone for for something like that something so personal and something that everybody goes through it's a 100% normal thing so yeah don't do that doing that is dumb don't do that um another thing I really want to just get out there get off my chest is that the people who are struggling right now, they don't owe you an explanation for anything. You're not entitled to know how things are going on in people's lives. And it's like, you're going through a tough time. That's a very personal thing. And when you're in that weakness, that state of weakness, you're not really receptive, I guess, or you're not very willing to open up to everybody. Because... You're already weak. Why would you want to be more vulnerable, right? Um, I've had friends. I've had family members. And I've had people like counselors. High school counselors. Who made me feel bad for not opening up parts of myself. And so they would sit me down. And they would force me to talk about the things that I was going through. And... I was already in a very compromised mental state and they did that kind of thing and it made me feel really uncomfortable. I was I was really upset as a result. And the experiences that I went through then have consequently prevented me from opening up to the people I care about in the future. I like now. So any action that you take might affect someone in their relationship in the future. If you're pushing them past a boundary they're not willing to go past. That's unhealthy. That shit's unhealthy. Don't do that. Um, it's never about you. Why? It's not you. If you think it's about you, you're being selfish right now. You're not thinking about what the person is going through. It's about them. It's never going to be about you. Don't take it personally because more often than not, it's not about you. They're going through something and your role in there is to support them, right? But that's also not to negate what you're going through, too. Please, please don't guilt trip people for doing the things that they're, that they're doing to help themselves. Don't alienate them and just don't deliberately leave them out just because they needs space or something like that you know because when I was going through my one week of isolation I personally appreciated I appreciated so deeply and genuinely the invitation to do stuff with my friend group I did I appreciated a lot I 
declined the invitation just because I needed to take the time for myself, right? But then when they extended the invitation to me, it meant that they were thinking about me and that they didn't forget about me. Um, the one thing about my personal journey through depression is that when I am in a, a rough patch, I guess, a rough patch with myself, I'm almost looking for validation that people don't care about me, looking for validation that my purpose is meaningless, that it's purposeless and that nobody actually cares about me. Like I am actively fishing for things that confirm those toxic thoughts. And I know those thoughts are um they're not true, right? But like in the moment that's those are the thoughts that I have. Those are the dark thoughts that I kind of fall back into and anything and everything that happens, I'm looking for things that confirm that. And if I find things that I guess confirm that then I'm just going to go through down, down that dark spiral. But then the things that helped me a lot were the invitations, right? That somebody somewhere is thinking about me, that they're, they're still keeping me in the back of their mind when they're planning things and stuff like that. And honestly, it helped a lot. It helped that to know that I'm just not worthless, that kind of, a, that kind of thing. Um and it helps out more than I think most people can give credit for just these small things like that. So I personally isolated, but that doesn't mean that isolation is always a good thing, right? It depends on the circumstance. For me, I had people around me, two people that were still there, but sometimes behaviors can still become dangerous right and that's a different story where I feel like you shouldn't keep your distance right so maybe people need to figure their, themselves out and they need time to themselves um but at the same time they're keeping people who will prevent them from going down the wrong path right that's okay but if it becomes dangerous and that's when like intervening becomes a necessary course of action and I guess it's just like, it's very circumstantial. It might be different every single person, but something that is not a universal formula, right? Don't always leave a person alone if it's not good for them, you know? With all this talk, though, about what not to do, I feel like the best thing that you can do to take care of the people around you is being patient. Being patient and trying your best to empathize that sometimes the rough things that people are going to going through aren't some things that you can understand you might never be able to understand right because you, you guys have different experiences different life upbringings different perceptions of things and you can you might never be able to understand the things that they're going through but maybe trying to empathize why things are the way that they are why they're upsetting and why it constitutes a rough time it's it's something that is a way to support them without physically supporting them, if that makes sense. Um, one thing that helped me out a lot was normalcy or a kind of consistency, right? So when somebody's weak and vulnerable, right, they are not, at least like they look for some consistent thing to have the foundation of their life kind of be built on so for me what that looked like was a routine so I woke up every day at the same time 
I went to bed at around the same time. Um, I ate consistent meals and I drank water the same amount every day. Those were just like the consistent things that helped um, bring normalcy in my life so like there won't be like an unexpected thing that will like cause my anxiety to skyrocket right and then what you can do to support your friends who are going through a rough time is be consistent in what you are doing right so what have you been doing and keep doing that consistency because consistency right and having an unknown part of your life provides comfort right because unknown things are uncomfortable and if you know something that's going to happen you know what's going to expect like something to look forward to that's gonna happen that will be just like a solid thing to keep relying on instead of just being thrown off the loop every single day or something like that um or another thing is what would people want what would i want people to do for me if I was in a similar situation. Like I always think about this. If I was going through a hard time. I would want people to do this. I would want people to do this. And as a result I would. Start there. I would start doing those things. right? So not everybody would want the same thing. But it's a good starting place. Of where you. Can start finding. Tangible things that you can do. To support people around you. And like through that just be be genuine don't don't be fake this is not the time to be fake it's never the time to be fake but especially now don't well not now but like especially when somebody's going through a hard time don't be fake because that's i don't know do i really have to explain why you shouldn't be fake it's just it's adds to the toxicity that doesn't need to be there if that makes sense I don't know if any of this made sense, but it's just something that's been on my mind. My my personal experience and things that I have learned over the many, many years and many, many hours and sessions I have talked with people about. Just thought I uh, kind of give a little tidbit there. I don't know if you really care or not, but that's cool if you do. Thanks for listening if you care. So yeah, I am, those are my thoughts for the past week or so, and that's all I really had on my chest, and now everybody knows what I think about in my head, Um, and they know what things are very important to me, and should be important for a lot of people, like this stuff is, it's necessary for your health, and there's really not much else I can say about that. Um, We'll see you again here next week, I have a really exciting episode planned. And I'm excited for everybody to listen and roast me. If you made it this far, let me know. I want to see who the OGs are. And yeah, I spoke my goals into existence. So therefore, it has to happen. I have to follow through. Otherwise, I'll disappoint everyone. And I'm not in the mood to be doing that right now. Find your intention. Find your pockets of peace. And have a good one.